0: Hi, everybody. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints.
1: Coming at you midweek. Yeah. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we, our goal, not our goal, we've uh, decided, what?
0: <laughs> kind of our goal.
1: Well, no, we've just decided, we used to only record on Sunday night, mm-hmm. but we decided whenever we feel like it and we're able to, we should record because that way we'll get more recorded. Because if we wait yeah. till Sunday, something might pop up. So when we're ready, we do it.
0: That's right, and we were supposed to last night, but we were tired. Right? Is that why we did it?
1: Probably. We're always tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always tired.
0: Oh yeah, we hadn't prepared. Yeah,
1: but we're well rested and prepared.
0: Super prepared. Um,
1: and actually, we got to sleep in a little bit this morning. I know. It was Blaze good. usually both boys are up by six thirty, if not sooner. Um, but Jack slept in a little bit till like six forty-five, which isn't much, but for him that's that's pretty good. And those 15 minutes, that's gold. 15 more minutes of sleep. But then um,
0: 6.30 to 6.45, that's like a... That
1: is prime, prime sleeping time. Yeah. <laughs> um, makes a difference? And then Blaze slept till like
0: 7.30? 7.45.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was already in the shower by the time we went to go get him. Mm-hmm. Um... So that was nice. So we had a nice, calm, relaxed. And Blaze has been a little testy in the mornings lately, uh, which is why we let testy. him just sleep as long as he wanted. Uh huh. Um, but it was nice and relaxed. Jack got a lot of one-on-one time with us, or mm-hmm. two-on-one time.
0: So the boys were in very good moods this morning.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: Just ma- made for a great day. Mm-hmm. Blaze mm-hmm. was in a bad mood this afternoon. Well,
1: it's a long day. But
0: what can you ask of a two two year old? <laughs> I was like, is he two and a half? No, he's, no, just, he's two. just two. Just two.
1: Um in August it'll be two and a
0: half. I know. I did the math earlier today. I don't know why I, I was confused. <laughs> I don't either. But I was. Um but yeah, we are doing well. Um mm-hmm. This is this is a pretty we're staying
1: pretty um I don't regular. know what, I don't... <laughs> you can say regular. <laughs> no, this is this might be the shortest gap between episodes that we've had in a while. Yeah, I know. I don't, think it's like yeah. a little over two weeks in between.
0: Yeah, we're doing great guys. <laughs>
1: Remember when we did it every week?
0: I know. Those were the good days. We're trying to get back
1: to it. We really are. We are. Hey, you know what? Cut us some slack. We're trying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're excited. Spring. It's finally spring around here. mm -hmm. All the flowers are blooming. Allergies are raging.
0: Yep. There was one day where I literally, like, I couldn't stop itching my nose. It was like I wanted to take sandpaper to my nose because it was so itchy. Yeah, that would itch it very well. Uh,
1: yeah, but then you'd have scratches all over your nose. With sandpaper was, on the inside? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so bad.
0: It was so itchy um, that I didn't let the boys go outside for the rest of the day. Because I, I was like, Mommy can't handle it. I literally can't handle yeah. it. Yeah. I was sneezing like every other second. It was pretty second. rough. I, yeah. It was, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> but like today we spent a lot of time outside and I was fine. Yeah, because I think oh, what the...
1: Because I think it's when they first, all the flowers first bloom. And there's pollen everywhere. There's not as much pollen. And we finally got kind of a rainstorm to wash it all off. They keep saying
0: it's going to rain a lot, and then it doesn't rain at all. Yeah. I'm ticked. Because I want to wash our car. I want <laughs> the rain to wash our no car. there's no
1: other way to clean your car <laughs> than to just wait for it to rain. I know. We didn't. Did we, we told them we got a new minivan, right? If not, Maybe. we got a minivan.
0: Uh-huh, getting ready.
1: Um, for the new baby. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> you know. Um, but it's black. Mm-hmm. So, so all, all this that pollen.
0: Yellow yeah. pollen really shows up pretty well on a black minivan. And it's been pretty hot in there. It mm-hmm. does collect more heat.
1: On the inside, you mean?
0: Yeah. Like I'm on, on kind of warm days, it's hot inside that.
1: You van. just have to start it and get the air conditioner going.
0: I it takes a lot of um, preparing. Preparation. Yeah. I don't know. Words <laughs> words don't come to me easily. If you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know that to be the truth. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, but we are doing well. Um, everything's going pretty steady.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we have an ultrasound tomorrow. tomorrow to find out if we're having a little boy or a, a little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited
0: because mm-hmm. we we everyone always asks like, "Are you? Do you find out?" Are you a couple who finds out? Are you a couple who doesn't?
1: And Holly also looks like uh, she's about seven months pregnant (laughs) instead of just (laughs) 20 weeks. So people are like, do you know? And we're like, oh, no, not yet. And they're like, "Mm, you should know by now.
0: I know. Um, The other day when I was at the car dealership, um, we had to turn in our lease. I was like rubbing my belly a little bit. And the guy was like, is everything okay?" And I was like, yeah, I'm 20 weeks away from going into labor, so I'm fine. Like... (laughs) Nothing's happening right now. Mm -mm. But, um, yeah, I do look very pregnant. (laughs) I
1: I can attest to that.
0: (laughs) Um, And I'm starting to feel, like, really pregnant, too, which is uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. You're just another four months of it.
0: I know. That's all. And it's only going to get bigger.
1: (laughs) It's only going to get hotter. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
0: No, I mean, we're thrilled. But um, (laughs) we are. We are. Um, but we are very excited to find out if it's yeah. a boy or a girl because um, we can't think of boy names.
1: And we have like, some boy names. Okay, so we have we definitely we know the the name if it's a girl. If it's a boy, we have lots of options floating around. Yeah,
0: yeah, because the girl name we've been set on since the beginning. Since, yeah, it was the of for Jack,
1: Yeah. So but, so we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see.
1: Um, so if you've been on Twitter or talked to anyone Catholic. I week. mean, unless
0: you've been hiding under a rock. Yeah.
1: Uh, you probably saw that the Met Gala was, was it Mon It was Sunday night, right? I think it was last night. Was it last night?
0: Was it your last night or the night before?
1: Anyway. It was last night. It was recent. Last night. We're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the Met Gala, which is um, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, it's like a big to do, I guess they do every year. I never really paid attention to it until this year. <laughs>
0: It's, like, a really big deal. It's, like, where yeah. um, des- or celebrities go, because, you know, they're mm-hmm. raising money for the art museum, but they go in these, like... They- there's always a theme, and the designers design these, like, crazy clothes for the celebrities to wear, mm. uh, because it's more... the thi- Like, it's very... Um, fancy. Fancy, yes, but the... Um, Designers could have a lot of fun, like working in the theme. Yeah. So they're much more um, free to experiment and do things than right. they would for like the Emmys or the Grammys mm. or something. So the Met Met gal has always been talked about in the fashion industry.
1: Yeah. So Holly and I were lucky enough to get tickets to it. <laughs> so we took a bus to No, we didn't. We can't. We're not. We can't cool. even get movie tickets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously though. Seriously, we haven't been to a movie in four years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but no, but the theme this year was, um, uh, heavenly, bodies. heavenly bodies. What was it? Fashion in the Catholic imagination or something like that. You got it. That's exactly Um, it. so there's an exhibit at the Met, which ties into the theme for this event. Yes. Um, but since the theme was the Catholic imagination, the, um, there's a lot of hubbub of other, over whether or not that's a good thing. And, you know, again, since it was like a big artsy event, there's a lot of...
0: Hubbub in the Catholic sphere.
1: Yes. I mean, in general, hubbub.
0: I mean, a hubbub about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: in general, but the, like, if it's a good thing or not right, yeah, isn't yeah. really a yeah. question.
1: Um, of whether or not, like, is this a good thing for Catholicism? Is it just kind of, like, using Catholicism as a theme for something secular? Like, is that is that good? Is that bad? Is it... Should, you know, the church have allowed it or because the vatican did send um certain items for the exhibit Mm -hmm. um and the the actual exhibit that's at the met contains pieces from the met's medieval collection um as well as some pieces from the vatican museums some of which
0: has never been seen outside of the vatican
1: um and they're paired with uh clothing designed like inspired by that piece um so, is th- it
0: clothing? Clothing designed now?
1: Yeah. By like they're designed for the for the exhibit. for the exhibit yeah.
0: by, like big designers or artists.
1: Um, probably both, I guess. Cool. I mean, they're actual clothing, so I think they would be designers. Yeah. I don't know if it was like famous designers or just pe- yeah. like up and coming designers who worked at the Met. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of discussion in the Catholic. Reaches of the internet about whether or not it's a good thing. A lot of very polarizing. Some people are like, "This is terrible, horrible." Are Why would want? Are they're
0: really like yeah?
1: That? Because okay, so here's the thing. A lot of the dresses. It's okay. Let me make a distinction first. There's an exhibit at the Met which showed pieces of clothing in inspi- in their in their inspiration, which was Catholic art. Whether it was. Um, you know, like crosses or vestments or there's a whole section based on um, religious monastic habits, quarters. yeah, monastic yeah. life. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the big event when all the celebrities come and their dresses were also supposed to be quote unquote in the theme. Mm-hmm. And that's when you had a lot of stuff that was kind of scandalous, you know, like very provocative um, dresses that don't cover a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not the most modest dresses. Yeah.
1: So I think that's where a lot of the uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I don't want to say blowback, but like uh I don't know. Upsetness.
0: <laughs> Was it do you think it's all based in like the immodesty of the clothing?
1: I think so. And then other people were were maybe um thought it might be blasphemous or sacrilegious to use that something imagery. sacred as inspiration for something secular, you know. Like like some like Rihanna, her dress had like a a mitre, like a bishop's mitre, with it. Mm-hmm. So is that like making a mockery of it? You know that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I w- just was looking at pictures of it, and Rihanna's the cape, like mm-hmm. the fabric of it, it's so pretty. It was so nice. Just wanted to say that <laughs> <laughs> it was so. You should so call pretty. Rihanna. I bet she's really
1: <laughs> upset about all those people on Catholic Twitter who said bad things about it. <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't
1: know. So for me, and just in looking at it, I think the exhibit itself is pretty cool that like they took Christian art and, you know, designed something based off of that. And from what I saw, obviously, you know, I didn't go to the exhibit, so I don't know everything, but from what's available online, the pieces are like pretty interesting. Like Mm -hmm. there's a dress that looks like, looks like a Carmelites habit. Mm -hmm. And like it shows kind of like how the, the veil and the, like the way it's, Falls and everything is based mm-hmm. off of that, and there's um, like pieces based on like old um, vestments that are really cool with lots of embroidery, uh, dresses that look like mosaics, like they're all little gemstones that make mm-hmm. up a big mosaic, and it's based on mosaics from. Um, oh yeah, that one was cool. Some I don't know if it's Orthodox or Eastern Catholic basilica mm-hmm. or um, cathedral. So I think those kind of things are are really cool.
0: Well, I think the same about the red carpet, too. Like they're obviously. I think because designers for the exhibit are designing <clears throat> for for literally just the um, just the exhibit, they're not doing it personally for like that mannequin. Uh-huh. Um, because designers are you know designing for the red carpet for a specific person, it makes it a little bit more um, scandalous to the immodest argument. Um, but I think that there were a lot of really cool things on the red carpet that took the same, like took the same thing, like take, Idea. taking um, inspiration from like a wide variety of um, Catholic imagery and putting it into a contemporary um, dress environment,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a natural habitat, and they, you could see them running through Central Park after they. After they were not on the people anymore. <laughs> no, but
0: I thought some some of them were really cool and like drew the beauty from.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think it's where I've come down is I don't think the idea was bad. I think certain people maybe use it as an opportunity to make something overly provocative for the sake of being provocative. You know, like something that's based on Catholic art that's like shows a lot of skin and yeah. they think that's clever or, or whatever. Like, can I just say like people who try to like, I don't know, like insult the church or mock the church always think they're so clever. And it's like, okay, you're probably the 40th, like 4,000th person to, yeah. to do that. You're not that clever. Like that's not Yeah. <laughs> like, try harder. Yeah. Um, so I could, I could see where people would, would see that. Um, but I think there's also,
0: I don't, I just, I kind of disagree though, because, well, not on, uh, not totally, but on the fact, I think that some of the celebrities just like by nature, like it's like a knee jerk thing to, to get a dress for the red carpet is showing skin. Like it's not like a, it's not a statement for them to be showing skin, but I really loved how, like, even though they were showing skin, the actual design and execution and inspiration of the dress was still beautiful. You know, like I do think like there were some that that showed skin, right, sure, but, but, but those most but, of those were very, very
1: beautiful. But wouldn't wouldn't have been wouldn't have been better if it was a beautiful dress that wasn't provocative intentionally? But
0: I don't know if it was intentionally like provocative. I, yes. I mean, they were like, should we just show skin? Oh yeah, it's the red carpet always so should. I think that's what it was more like.
1: Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> is if you're calling it a Catholic. Okay. You know, okay, if anymore. you're like, if you're if the clothing is supposed to be inspired by the Catholic tradition and you have something that's intentionally sexually suggestive, that's where the issue is, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I do, I do think I'm sure some celebrities were like, this is like, like Madonna used to have lots of Christian imagery and like...
0: To like spit at it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think, I think there's definitely some of that going on. But again, I think it's... I don't think the event was created with that in mind, you know, like I'm sure certain people did that and that was their intention. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's like a fine, fine, I can understand why some people were upset by it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I don't think anyone could say it was totally without problems, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think there was something very interesting going on there.
0: I think it's really interesting.
1: And I think one of the things that's kind of most gratifying, I guess you could say, is that people, I think, just understood there's a lot of beauty mm-hmm. in the Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't necessarily do that for like Quaker clothing or something, you know, <laughs> like I'm sure you could. But to be like that ornate and beautiful, there's like there's beauty to work with there. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure the designers weren't like, oh, what what do I do? There's tons and tons of stuff to look to.
0: I know, and you, like, I looked through, right before we started talking, we, um, I looked through, like, a slideshow of all of the red carpet looks, just to be familiar with it. Um, and there was a wide, wide range of motifs used, and, um, I mean, like, it was, like, literally every single girl had a headdress on, Mm -hmm. some sort of, like, Mm headpiece. But I thought that was really cool. But, um, there was such a wide breadth of beauty to pull from. Which I think is just a testament to the like um, coolness of Catholicism. Well, it's
1: also it was a lot of it, traditional Christian art and mm-hmm. Christian imagery. It wasn't no one was out there in like a lime green polyester chasuble, <laughs> you know. Like, I want to
0: ask who that Francis. Hmm? What's her name, Francis McDormand? Did you see her? It's like this big, like she had this like lime green thing on her on her like inside, but then this big blue cape like really really large blue cape on that then she had these like butterflies maybe or like feathers coming out of her face and there were like all these things flying around her head and i was i like i'm still like what are you what where did that come from it's like
1: well no it's like when that one kid like didn't really understand the assignment and yeah. then he, like <laughs> writes a paper on something completely different
0: i think a lot of people were saying like, and then, like, on s- the interwebs but like, and some
1: people just showed up in like, like Cindy Crawford just wore a red dress. Yeah. So not everyone who went had that in mind. Some people may I mean, have just had like something.
0: Some crazy. things at least were like within the. For some reason, everyone thinks that like red, gold, and black is like Catholic. Which we like have we have a, have a gold. We do have a gold for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and red for the blood. But like. um... We have so many more colours than that. So I was a little disappointed that there wasn't more of a that they weren't liturgically of, appropriate. <laughs> we have purple, we have yeah. rose, we have blue for Mary. But there is one dress who um, Can I go
1: back to my point though?
0: Well, could I say one? There yeah, was this go ahead. one girl, Stella Maxwell. I just I took notes with my red carpet looking. But um her whole dress was all different images of uh, the Virgin Mary with like embellishments around her head. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought was really, really pretty.
1: Yeah, and and again, it's like they weren't um, using like the the weird nineteen seventies Picasso portraits Ugh. of Mary. You know, like yeah. it was cool that like when someone was like, let's make quote unquote Catholic dresses, they're like, here's what we're gonna pull from. Mm-hmm. It's like this really rich, um, traditional art. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think when I was um, doing research for my thesis on Flory O'Connor, I came across something. There's something about, like, Catholics in TV or Catholics in TV shows. Um, and it said, basically, you never see, if there's, like, a demon possession, they never run and get a Baptist minister. It's always, like, yeah. a very traditional-looking Catholic priest. And the point of it was, like, in this aesthetic world, you need, like, yeah, it's a Catholic priest who's going to get rid yeah. of that demon. You're not going to. And it's just interesting that we kind of innately fall back to, that, like, that sense or that image of, like, here's, when you think of, like, beautiful Christian art, you don't look at what's been done maybe in the last 50 years, you know? You Mm -hmm. dig back deeper into the tradition.
0: Um, Yeah, because, like, we were, the Catholic Church was, like, the patron of most of the arts. We
1: invented Western (laughs) culture and art, okay? I'll say it. (laughs) But really, though. Did you go to a university? Thank the Catholic Church, because we started those. I
0: know, We start a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to say, too, about, um, I think, something that's really cool is that um, the designers themselves, when they were looking at the, like, the theme for the year, had to really look at Catholic things. Mm -hmm. Like, they were looking at a lot of Catholic imagery, I'm sure, that they were looking into, why do they have this? Why do they Mm -hmm. have this? Why, like, what does this symbol mean? What does this... You know, color mean what does all like, what? Because everything has a meaning. Yeah. In liturgical wear, in art. <laughs>
1: That's what's called liturgical wear, by the way. It's like it's a athleisure. Of the store. Yeah. <laughs> <you> go, to, <laughs> go to TJ Maxx. Don't miss <laughs> the liturgical wear section. <laughs>
0: but um. <laughs> But also, like I remember in art history classes, we would be looking at these paintings, and I was like, "Why is her hand pointed this way?" Like mm-hmm. everything has a meaning. And so for the designers to be the people who create the visual culture that we're in today, to be examining Catholic art at that level is huge. I think yeah. it's it's the <laughs> it was earlier earlier this morning, and I think it's almost too profound. To not sound silly, but the ramifications—it's it. too—it's
1: <laughs> too profound not to sound silly.
0: The ramifications of this is are going to be huge,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's going to be huge, like the um, trickle down theory um, that I learned about in my fashion marketing class. Oh, with
1: like fashion design.
0: Yeah, um, just in in general culture though, like you don't realize how much fashion and like designers at that level really do influence so much um, of our visual culture. And so for this to be a starting point for them, even for something like a small blip in their year, is really cool.
1: Yeah, and, and go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like um, something Bishop Barron always talks about like the three transcendentals, um, beauty, truth and goodness, his kind of approach. And like he, this is kind of the reasoning behind his first Catholicism uh, video series. Um, is that if we show people something beautiful, they'll be drawn into goodness and truth. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting, like, these are, like, top-of-the-line designers, and they're designing these pieces that are beautiful, but when you, like, kind of look into them and why they're beautiful, it pulls you kind of, maybe not totally, like, no one's going to see this dress and be converted, but they might see something there that draws them in a little bit.
0: Right, and, like, I remember listening to something, I can't remember what, but they were saying how, like, you hear of more, I don't know, people are converted by walking into cathedrals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like people are brought into the, tr- act, like actually converted into becoming followers of Christ within the Catholic Church because of the beauty that they see within a cathedral.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because of that encounter.
1: Or at least it starts the process.
0: Yes, yes. But it was because of that, mm-hmm. like encounter with Christ in the beauty of that. Also Christ is present, so that's pretty big. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, but there's something there that draws them in.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and something that I thought was um, interesting, there's a little video with the curator or whatever. I guess he's the curator who managed the exhibit. He talks about um, some of the pieces and some of the designers. And he says he's sure some people, some artists might be, they, their goal may be to be provocative or kind of like make a statement and that's been done with religious imagery before, but he really felt that a lot of the designers um, were familiar with the Catholic tradition and like this process. um, He said for them maybe was there was some nostalgia to it, um, which isn't a great thing. We don't being nostalgic means you're no longer a part of it. But like, I think it's really cool that this guy who's just like an art curator is like when they're designing it, it wasn't, it wasn't just fun. There was something else there. Mm -hmm. And even if it's small, who knows what that kind of I
0: mean, The can Lord do. can work with a lot, like, with even less and do big things. Mm-hmm. So this is a great, I think this is a great exposure.
1: Um, something else I thought was very interesting is the point where we are now, where we're looking to Christian art as inspiration for art on its own sake. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, like, that Christian art was beautiful because it was for God's sake or it was inspired by God, you know? Hmm. Like you designed this really beautiful cathedral because you wanted to give glory to God, mm-hmm. and that was the reason for the art. Whereas now we're looking at that art to inspire us to create. You know.
0: Oh, I bet there's a lot to be said about that.
1: Well, say then say something. <laughs> 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 but no, think, that counts. I think. Well, I think need it also say. like kind of points to the need for the new evangelization that yeah. Pope John Paul II called for. That like. That, innate sense is no longer there mm-hmm. and like we need to reinstill that into people
0: well i think that like the fact that we're looking at into art instead of our own like human experience instead of our own natural around surroundings um is a testament to like how we're just like oversaturated with content all of the time and that um we are forgetting about the most important thing mm-hmm. and so just as artists to like um to start from, to start at the roots instead and to, like, I mean, it's great to look at old art, old art. doesn't make it sound very dumb. Yeah. Old art. (laughs) That's old art.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I just picture like a, like eight year old man, like that's old art and throwing some like postmodern thing (laughs) It's new art.
0: (laughs) Um, I just think of that, uh, what was it? Storage Wars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's art Brando. That's
1: a piece of art Brando. <laughs> $50 bill right there. What were we doing where we had so much time <laughs> to watch Storage Wars? I think it was before we had Jack.
0: It was definitely before we had Jack. <laughs> we, were in, we were in our apartment. In our apartment, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: good,
0: good time. Good time. What <laughs> um, was I talking about? No, storage you Wars. You are talking me. about Storage Wars.
1: Um, <laughs> no, old the, art.
0: The fact that we're looking at um, at traditional art mm-hmm. to be inspired, it's like, well, I also think there's some, this is a lot of thoughts right now, but.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you better get ready. This is a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Put on your raincoats, everybody. It's a thought shower.
0: <laughs> um, no, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm know. sorry. I know. This is what happens. This is what life is.
1: <laughs> with you
0: <laughs> but um I think it's interesting that like you know we like our evolution has been like we started at, at least in western culture we started here in the church and then we you know went away from that and then there was all of you know there was impressionism and there's modernism and post-modernism and a lot of the modernist is where it got to um be almost like anti-religious art Mm -hmm. and then there's like this new art or new understanding of art as like Mm self-expression um and stuff and it's funny that we've like okay well we've we've gone through the cycle so now we're at self-expression oh let's go back to like the first one
1: yeah to what's beautiful yeah Yeah. to what's
0: truly beautiful and like Mm -hmm. let's let's get back to to the real beauty and to the real source of that beauty um Which I think I really think I've been saying this for a while. Like it, it is really easy to get hopeless in our culture today, Mm -hmm. and all the arguments that we're having and all or debates rather. um, Just the political climate—it's just getting to be so polarized and so like. It's just getting really, really hard, and you're like, it has to stop somewhere. Like it has to. uh, It has to break.
1: God give. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and um. And you've always had, like, things will, like, things are coming in and out of fashion all the time, like, or, you know. mm mm-hmm. um, But I am a little, I, I get a little bit of hope here that, like, this was the theme for this year. Two years ago, Dolce & Gabbana did this whole runway show that was based on all about mothers mm-hmm. that featured some of the Virgin Mary. There were runway models that held babies. So, like, family culture is maybe making its way back in.
1: hmm
0: Catholic, like catholic understanding of family is maybe making its way back back in like maybe we can get there
1: well i think it's also we're at a point where like people are like becoming adults and coming of age who don't have a lot of the like ideological baggage of like past years yeah. you know like the kind of you know i guess maybe we're still in the midst of a cultural revolution but not not as big of one as the 60s and 70s so like mm-hmm. we didn't grow up with that so we're not particularly attached to any of that so I think we're able to kind of see more clearly what's actually good like mothers today it's you know if they want to stay home and raise their kids they will they don't have that kind of like baggage of like no a mother or like a woman must do this Mm -hmm. to be a successful woman you know like moms do
0: still struggle with that but not as but not as much yeah yeah. like it's
1: not you can be You know, whatever. You could be a feminist and want to stay home with your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas in the past it was this is like a very specific thing. And like, I think we're self-correcting a little bit in some ways. Um, And I think people are really hard on people our age. I'm not going to say millennials (laughs) because it's a marketing label and they just use it to sell you things. Daniel hates lingo. Well, it's also like that's why they're divided up is so they can market things to you. It's true. That's why it's there's true. so many, like, millennials are killing this article. It's because people don't know how to market to them, and they're upset about it. <laughs> I'm true. serious. It's, it's, true. it's true. I totally get okay. it. Um, What was my point? <laughs> oh, this the people generation. don't give yeah millennials much credit. And, like, I think we are able to think for ourselves a lot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there's a real opportunity there to reintroduce the gospel, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think it's also really interesting that, You have um, like you're involved in um, some on we'll call them online communities (laughs) of like artists who want to make great Catholic art. Mm -hmm. And it's I want to say easier to make art maybe has become a little more democratized.
0: In what way? What does that mean? You don't.
1: (laughs) 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 Please explain this to me. Um, in that it's, you don't necessarily say like 30 years ago, if you wanted to learn how to paint or how to do whatever, like r- rudimentary graphic design, you'd have to like sign up for classes and go oh, do that. Okay. Now you could take an online class, you could watch a YouTube, like mm-hmm. it's easier to, to have the tools to create art. Yeah. Even as simple as like, you can order paint in a canvas online. You don't have yeah. to find an art store and go do it. Um, yeah oh boy, where where, where am I going? Oh, that it's um, people are able to make um, art more and there are more people trying to make great Catholic art.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think it's really cool that you, at this Met Gala thing and at the exhibit, you see people who are kind of the top artists in the field, um, like working really hard to create beautiful Christian art, whether or not, whether, you know, regardless of whether it's just sort of as an aesthetic or as mm-hmm. something like an act of devotion. Whereas that's how it it used to be like making vestments was like a lot of time and energy oh, went into yeah. making those, you know. Um whereas now it's just it's become mass produced as well. You know, mm-hmm. you can go just to the um liturgy wear section <laughs> <of> <laughs> liturgical <laughs> wear. Liturgical wear. Um but no, so it's interesting you have like the top people in the field working to create really beautiful pieces and it's like that's what was happening four hundred years ago, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, like the best of the best, the best we're tailor, working for the whatever church. you call them, seamstresses mm-hmm. or seamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Seams.
0: Who would it be?
1: Uh okay, so a waiter and a, a waitress. A, a seamster. seamster. <laughs> 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 that's that bell means we're out of time. No. Sorry, oh. I hit our lamp. <laughs> um So the seamsters, <laughs> no. So you'd have the best people working on it,
0: right? You would, and that's what. That also is what. um They were the only ones who were creating art, mm-hmm. too, because they were the only ones who had patrons. Yeah, and um they were the they were the de- definers of. I keep saying visual culture, but that's exactly what it was. Yeah, um, and in a time where people weren't reading, couldn't read, you yeah. know, like the. The content that they were exposed to was this was visual, yeah. Was simply visual, and that's why every single thing had a meaning, because you could contemplate on it for hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours. Um, I was gonna say earlier when you were saying the um, that you could market to millennials, mm-hmm. that like that is so true. And I, but I feel like the church is kind of playing catch up to that. Like where are the stuff that we've been putting out to millennials? up until like now, when there's a little bit of a resurgence or surgence, <laughs> <laughs> just the surge,
1: <laughs>
0: um, has not been good quality stuff, but it's been in the past five years, maybe that there are some, some organizations and designers and, um, you know, design firms who are actually making amazing content to mm-hmm. share with, this age group who I right. think are ready for the, the um, truth and hungry for it. But it's only been just now that we've been actually being able to be fed by it because it's, it's been so ugly for so long. All right. <laughs> yes.
1: You have a, I thought it was a spider. You had a piece of fuzz hanging off your cheek. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad it wasn't a spider. <laughs> wasn't there... Never mind. I, I, the image of like an, an old lady with a um, spider coming off of her face popped in my head and I couldn't remember what it was from.
0: I have no idea. What
1: was those, those books? Real scary stories? Do you remember those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, um But yeah, so I think that we are. In, I think that we're in a time of um beauty. And I think that... In, baron is right he's, he's he's leading the way can we here. just
1: make him the official spokesperson for all things <laughs> catholic if you have a catholic question like hold on we're just we'll send that to bishop baron and he'll answer it for you
0: seriously though oh i should have watched sorry what not relevant to the podcast i was looking for something to watch today while oh, i was doing work and i should have yeah. watched um baron's michelangelo for the catholicism oh, yeah. pivotal players DVD Um.
1: series,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we got one disc free from our, from a parish around here. So I should have watched that. Darn it.
1: It's okay.
0: It would have been perfect prep for this. Oh my gosh. Pull it together. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But seriously, Um. um, Bishop Barron, I think because he has, and he's also been shaping seminarians at the, um, yeah. Before he was,
1: before he was an auxiliary Bishop of Los Angeles, he was at, he was the rector of Mundelein Seminary.
0: Um, So he's been shaping sem- seminarians, which has been, you know, they go out. Sorry, what?
1: You meant to say shaping, but you said shaving. <laughs> 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 he has not been shaving seminarians.
0: Shaping um, <laughs> seminarians um, with this like idea that beauty leads to truth, which leads to goodness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that order, but I know beauty's first. Yeah, beauty. Yeah, I think it's the beauty, then the goodness, then the truth. Yeah, seems mm-hmm. the most logical in sure. evangelizing evangelization but um i forget what i was talking about <laughs> just that he's doing that there's it. Um, an
1: opportunity to to bring people into this yeah and i think and that we're in
0: a we're we've got momentum let's use it guys well
1: we've talked one a while back we did a podcast on authenticity and how like that's sort of the same thing i don't remember that remember our picture was authentic barbie was the picture
0: oh my gosh so Yeah. yeah oh I yeah, Socal- that. yeah yeah
1: And that people really crave something real and authentic. And I think this is still going on. This this is kind of another facet of it. Like people really appreciate beauty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a real opportunity for the church, which has, you know, for millennia insisted on beauty Mm -hmm. and understanding beauty as um, a way to learn something about God and Mm -hmm. be drawn in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think about like the argument so many people have against the church that's like, well, you have so many, like, priceless pieces of art, why don't you just sell all of that and mm-hmm. um, give it to the poor? And it's like, well, because you could, yes, you could save one generation of some poor, but you would be able to bring generations upon generations upon generations to the Lord through the beauty of those pieces mm-hmm. and how much v- more value, valuable they are in that way.
1: Also, the Catholic Church already does give a I lot, lots and lots of money to the poor, and... <laughs> um, it's not like that art belongs to everyone you yeah know? it's like, not just yeah. for the Vatican it's to... not like the Pope's like secret art yeah. collection that he doesn't let anyone see
0: art, but there might be some archives but they, they just keep it
1: right what? and it, my point was it's not like this is like the church's wealth it's like right. art that the church has Yeah. anywho
0: sorry I always poke holes into things
1: <laughs> you do <laughs> <laughs> you do your best <laughs> um yeah, so if people bring up the, the Met Gala, did you have anything? No. Okay. Um, so if people bring up the Met Gala, don't, here's what, I don't, I think Catholics right now shouldn't miss this opportunity to to start a discussion about things. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget who it was, someone um, in their dress, they had um, uh, Mary's heart pierced by the seven swords for the seven sorrows.
0: Lana Del Rey. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and like that's a really great opportunity. Or someone's like, "What is that?" I'm like, oh, those are represent the the seven sorrows of Mary, and talk about that because mm-hmm. like, like a lot of people probably have never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a good number of Catholics probably don't really understand that, and like why. To be I honest, remember I
0: hadn't no, I didn't know about it until like last year.
1: Well, I remember someone um, there was something like the school, like our Our Mother of Sorrows, and they're like, "I'm not want to send my kid to Our Mother of Sorrows." Yeah, and, and like it's like. No, that's like, there's, there's goodness in contemplating the sorrows of Mary. And like, we have talked about four, you can't feel sorrowful without first feeling love. Like, mm-hmm. so that's, that's, there's an opportunity there to, to bring this to a deeper level, to take someone kind of towards the, the goodness and the truth that this beautiful thing is pointing to.
0: And that's what this, that's what beauty does is it, it like starts these conversations, about like, why is that beautiful? Yeah. And like what is beautiful about it? You know, like it yeah. just draws converse good conversation. Right.
1: So so I do get that some people are like, this is not ideal. It's also just you know, a lot of scantily clad women, like but I think that's that is what it is. And to say I don't know, to just be like, This is horrible, terrible, don't talk to me about it, rather than being like, Yeah, there are some problems with it, but like look at this part of it Mm -hmm. and take it further. Like I feel like one of the big problems in like reaching out to those who are outside of the church is that we're not committed to really having a conversation and we're really, um, uncomfortable with things being like unsettled or like nailed down in the initial stages of it. Mm -hmm. Um, like I remember at our, um, parish one day there was like a, during Lent or something, there was like a day of recollection and a like priest came to speak. And he was talking to some people at the table and he said, um, like during marriage prep, if he's talking to a couple and they, he finds out they're living together before being married, he says, I don't say anything about it at first. Like for the whole first day, I don't say anything about it. And so, and then it's like in subsequent conversations I bring it up because if you, like, if you lead with like, Hey, you need to stop doing that. You don't, there's no relationship there mm-hmm. to build that trust and to, for them to be able to accept what you're saying to them. Um, and so I think we can it, – it does take, like, faith and kind of determination to be able to have things be kind of okay and, like, not necessarily condoning anything immoral or sinful, but being okay with them not signing on to everything after the first conversation, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're talking to someone about this and, like, oh, yeah, that dress is really beautiful – and you're like, oh, it was so immodest. Can you believe how immodest it was? If they're not, like, on board with it being immodest right away, like...
0: <laughs> you just we, lost the beauty you, that, they, yeah, s- that they saw. Right,
1: that, yeah. So th- I know there is a line, and you wouldn't ever want to condone anything immoral or sinful, but I think in in this world, we need to um, pursue these conversations, even if they seem muddy at first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um
1: we don't want to use truth like a cudgel.
0: What the heck is a cudgel? It's like a
1: like a sharp hammer, <laughs> <laughs> or like a um, what are those things? A club.
0: Club. Yeah. A sharp club.
1: I don't is think it's sharp. Th- I don't think it's sharp, but the here's what I think. The words sound the j the cudge sound sharp, <laughs> but I think it's like a a, a bat or a Oh, club. okay.
0: Yeah. Great, great. What? Do you really know what a cudgel is? I
1: do. I do. <laughs> I do know what it is. If if someone hit me with me hit me with one, I would say they just hit me with a cudgel. <laughs> <laughs> Darn you, you hit me with a cudgel. Um, um, anywho, yeah. So I know. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really good and timely podcast we just did. In case hey, you didn't realize, hey,
0: look at that. Man,
1: look at that. One day after it happened, we're already recording about it. Yep. What? Sorry,
0: I was, thought you were talking about. One day after the podcast happened, I was like, but we're not in the future. This is is what I do the least likely conclusion. Yeah. I always jump to the least likely conclusion. Mm. And that's what just happened. That's
1: why you were such a good detective. (laughs) (laughs) Probably an elephant. (laughs) This man was trampled by an elephant, (laughs) this man was hit with a cudgel. (laughs) um, Um.
0: Yes. So.
1: So, yeah.
0: That's all I got.
1: That's all I got. We uh, give what we got, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you have any feedback or questions or just want to talk to us, please uh, feel free to email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Um, and please pray for us and know that we are praying for you. Bye,
0: everybody.
1: Have a great week. Bye. Bye.